0: Welcome to the Baby on the Brand series, where we interview prominent Canadian businesswomen who have achieved a high level of success. We're not only focused on where they are now, but how they got there in the first place. We talk about the lessons they learned, the struggles and rejection they experienced, and the way they pivoted and used change as an opportunity to create the disruptive, unique, and powerful Canadian brands we knew and love. We hope that this new series will inspire young and new entrepreneurs as they step into the entrepreneurship world and build their own successful empire, paving the way for their own revolution. Get inspired, feel empowered, and get to know the babe beyond the brand. So we all know Santa Claus. He meets his kids to hear what they'd like for Christmas, delivers toys on Christmas Eve, gets to eat all the cookies and milk, and then he puts his feet up after such a busy month of festivities. But what about the real MVP behind the scenes? You know, the one who makes sure Santa's suits are nice and clean, that the reindeer are fed, that elves have made their toys correctly, and of course, keeping Santa on top of what kids really get for Christmas. Let's be honest, it's really Mrs. Claus who is the one who makes sure Santa gets out the door on time to start his deliveries. But on top of keeping things in line at the North Pole, she also does meet and greets, parades, and puts on the largest Christmas market in Markham, Ontario. Please welcome the one and only Mrs. Claus, also known as Deborah Gross, to Boss Babe Corner. Well, thank you, Holly, for having me. Thank you so much, Deborah, for being here. My goodness, like it's just such an honor. It's not every day I get to talk to someone who um, who is Mrs. Claus, you know, in a part-time state.
1: Well, it, it's a it's a wonderful job. I have no complaints, and uh, it, it took years in the making.
0: I can't wait to start hearing all about your journey to, to becoming Mrs. Claus. But before we get into that, I would like to kind of know a little bit about yourself. So whereabouts in Ontario are you located?
1: Well, I am located in Durham um, Region in Ontario, just north of Oshawa, actually.
0: So Durham Region, so it's really funny. My husband is from Sunderland, Ontario. And And I know where that is. I was going to say, nobody knows where Sunderland is from my part of uh, the area because I'm from the Ottawa Valley, so I'm about a four-hour trek from you. Um, But I read that you're in Port Perry, which is literally just the town over.
1: Actually, yeah, Sunderland is just north of us. Um, In fact, um, it has the greatest pizza place.
0: Oh, there we go. Um, All right. So in addition to being Mrs. Claus, Deborah, you're also a part time teacher, a certified grief counselor, hypnotist, hypnotherapist, life counselor and advisor. Well, I shouldn't say that you're all this all at once, but you've done it throughout the years.
1: Uh, Yeah. I I have retired from Durham College. Um, I was teaching continuing adult education for event planning for many years, but I finally decided I had to cut something out of my life because (laughs) I was so busy.
0: Now, we only have so much time to talk about it, but I would really love to hear uh, more about you being a hypnotist and a grief counsellor, if you could shed a little light on that.
1: Well, I've been a grief counsellor for 20 years. Um, I was going through a difficult time in my life 20 years ago. I was seeking help. I couldn't find it. So uh, I stumbled upon a group that was very inviting and I really enjoyed what they did. And I thought, I can do this. I can help people through very traumatic times in their lives and get them through that process to continue on with their lives with less of a broken heart. And I went back to school and I did. I became a grief counselor. And then uh, shortly afterwards, um, I discovered after I started my practice uh, that people have a tendency to be very stressed um, during a very traumatic time in their lives. So I learned how to uh, teach meditation And then that sort of evolved into the hypnotherapy because some people are so stressed during that time period. uh, Meditation wasn't um, doing what they needed in their lives. And I found that sometimes I could de-stress them with uh, gentle hypnotherapy and psycholinguistics.
0: So how long did you do that for?
1: I'm still a grief counselor and a hypnotherapist. It has not stopped. I'm taking a. I take a break actually in um, September to December. I do take a a break. I'm a little busy during that time of the year.
0: Yes, you sure are. Well, let's get kind of talking about that, Deborah. So, when did you initially get into wanting to become Mrs. Claus and the Christmas spirit and all that all that jazz?
1: I started out as a Santa's helper. Uh, By creating our show, the Markham Home for the Holidays, um, I became a true believer of the true spirit of Christmas, and that's helping being the Santa's helper, spreading the true spirit of Christmas. And then I became an elf. And after uh, three years of Santa convincing me I was much more than an elf, I could actually be Mrs. Claus. And it took Santa three years to convince me. And I finally decided in December 2015, I made a Christmas wish on Christmas Eve, went outside and said, help me become Mrs. S Claus Canada. And sure enough, following October in 2016, I went to school and I became Mrs. S Claus Canada. So I was just doing my wondrous Christmas magic and creating the true spirit of Christmas and spreading the joy. And I still do it, so it hasn't stopped.
0: So you mentioned, Deborah, that you went to school to become Mrs. Claus. Now you have to tell everybody that it was actually Santa's school that you went to.
1: Yes, um, I had the opportunity in October 2016 to actually attend and be accept, ac- accepted at Santa School in Calgary. And it was a fun experience. I went out there, I was uh, surrounded by many people who um, are Santa's helpers, Santa, in their truest form. I knew I was in the right place. And uh, there was only a handful of Mrs. Clauses. And I was lucky enough to be just one of four.
0: So what did you all learn at Santa's school?
1: Well, you learn about the magic of Christmas. You learn how important the responsibility is to be um, a professional Christmas character. You learn that at any given moment you have a child in front of you that you must at all times. Remember you're mrs. Claus you're nobody else but Mrs. Claus to that child and that's your responsibility to take it very seriously because yes. you cannot disillusion a child
0: That's very true it's very similar I feel um, to being like a Disney princess at Disney at Disney World right
1: I've never had that opportunity. <laughs>
0: No, but I mean, like in terms of the training and getting into character and just really oh. remembering who you are, uh, yes. you know, when you're around kids. And and like you said, just making the magic of spirit, the uh, the Christmas spirit come alive.
1: Oh, it is. It's, it's very true. Um, I walk into my dressing room to become Mrs. Claus. First, I'm me, Deborah. And then I slowly transform into Mrs. S. Claus Canada. And it's quite the transformation and you feel it, you feel your her and it's amazing what comes out. Um, My voice changes. Um, I walk differently because I have got very Victorian dress on and with the, you know, the fur trim, it's faux fur. And the velvets, and they're heavy. But you walk differently. You look like you're magic. You walk with little teeny tiny steps.
0: So, how long did the training take?
1: Well, it was it was very it was a very quick intensive course for four days. But you graduate um, by going to Lake Louise and going to the uh, beautiful walk around. Wow. The chateau in your costume. We don't like calling it a costume. We like it calling it our attire.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and you are in a situation now with a Santa and yourself, and you are being stopped every six seconds for a photo. And some sometimes little ones, they're afraid to talk to Santa, so they'll talk to Mrs. Claus instead
0: that is so sweet I can already just picture it too Deborah. because I've been out to Lake Louise and I have been to the Chateau Laurier there and it's just in the in the winter it's so it's it's like out of a out of a storybook it's so beautiful and I mean to have a bunch of Santas and Mrs. Claus around I mean that would be a child's dream come true
1: well it it is and there was only one Mrs. Claus
0: me (laughs) the one and only (laughs)
1: <laughs> the one and only. And and that was really interesting because I, I didn't know what to expect because they had trained you to expect a lot of different situations and scenarios. But I, until you experience it, it is phenomenal. It is just like, oh, they believe, little ones believe that I was really Mrs. Claus.
0: So I have to ask you, Deborah. you know, it's not every day that, you know, you tell your friends and family, hey, guess what? I'm going to Santa school. I'm going to become Mrs. Claus. What was the initial reaction from friends and family when you told them?
1: Well, it's just my son and I. And I had told him, I said, I've made a decision. I want to become uh, Mrs. S. Claus Canada. And he was all for it. Go for it, mom. You're perfect. You've got the right essence you have you know what christmas is all about don't stop now
0: that's amazing oh that's so great you had his support now how old is he 32
1: 32
0: oh the magic of christmas still lives on doesn't matter how old you are
1: yeah i i've 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 got to admit he i think he tolerates me at christmas I mean, he, he always kids me when I put all the garlands up and everything. He says, just let me know which trail is mine to my room, please, with all the garlands and decorations.
0: That's hilarious. Okay, well, you have to tell me then, Deborah. like, have you always been the kind of person who decorates for Christmas, like, in October or September? Or, like, when do you start decorating for Christmas?
1: Um, officially, um, I usually start November 1st. We have to get through Halloween first. Um, So I do Halloween and then November 1st, I do the official start of inside the house. Um, However, um, I don't turn the lights on um, or decorate the outside of my house until after Remembrance Day.
0: Okay, just like many of us then. And then what what about taking down the decorations? Now, do do you take everything down after New Year's? Do you wait a little longer?
1: Um, I've used many excuses (laughs) of not having to take them down. I have had decorations up um, all the way to Valentine's Day. I just just say, "Eh, the red's already here. What the heck?
0: (laughs) Well, I noticed that so many people had their decorations out a little earlier last year because of the pandemic. We needed something to brighten our spirits up. And I remember actually taking walks around the neighborhood, too, in February, March and still seeing Christmas trees and windows. And, you know, it, it was just so nice to see and gave, you know, just that little glimmer of hope that, you know, there's still some positivity out there. And so, I mean, what's wrong with keeping your decorations up a little bit longer, right?
1: That's true, except you have to learn how to dust garland.
0: <laughs> and picking up the pine needles gets tiring after a while.
1: Well, it, it is a challenge. And I think I left it up a little too long last year. But like everybody else, I wanted that tree in the window. I just wanted those lights. I wanted the magic to stay a little bit longer last year. And I think everybody needed it last year more than any time before. And I don't think anybody really got upset that you left your Christmas decorations up.
0: Yeah, no, nobody was judging last year, that's for sure. No. So Deborah, what's your favorite part of the Christmas holidays?
1: All of it. (laughs) (laughs) Take your pick. Um, I start with baking, I bake shortbread cookies uh, because when I I do have, little girls tea parties as Mrs. Claus, we decorate cookies. So I bake shortbread cookies, plain ones, so that I can take with me. I also make um, preserves for Christmas. I I give uh, homemade baking and preserves as Christmas gifts. So I do that part. I decorate the house um, like there isn't an inch of space that isn't decorated. Um, I guess I do it all. I have the music going. It, It just, everything about Christmas for me it's the magic it's believing that something wondrous is about to happen and you don't want to miss it so you want to you know and just absorb that Christmas spirit and yes I I do probably go over the edge but it's okay I'm allowed
0: that's right there's nothing wrong with that at all seriously
1: no it's fun are you kidding it's
0: Christmas (laughs) you mentioned that you do tea parties and stuff like that. So I do kind of want to bring it back, you know, to the Mrs. Claus or Mrs. S. Claus Canada side of things. So what other kind of events are you available to be booked for?
1: Well, I have done um, church ladies groups. Uh, I've, I've gone in and we play games, all sorts. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, they tell me about their Christmases and it's lovely. And I go into school. Uh, schools. I've gone to kin- junior kindergarten and senior kindergarten and grade one, we don't go any higher. Um, because, well, grade one's tricky. After grade one, it's a little tricky. Um, but we have so much fun. We read stories. And they tell me they draw me pictures to take back to Santa to the North Pole. And sometimes the teacher prepares the, the little ones. And um, to more information than I know about Christmas at the North Pole. And you just have to work your way through that. But we always tell the story of what Mrs. Claus does on Christmas Eve
0: after Santa leaves. Can you tell us, can you share that with us?
1: Oh, well, what does Mrs. Claus do Christmas Eve when Santa leaves to go do his deliveries? The elves, all 500 of us, and Mrs. Claus have a party.
0: Oh, now does the booze come out there as well? Oh, or? No,
1: no, no, oh, no, no. no,
0: okay. Oh, no, no not no. that kind of party.
1: No, 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 no. Mrs. Claus makes cookies and cupcakes and the elves get out instruments and we play and we dance and we sing and we have such a good time and Santa is doing his deliveries so that's what we do at the North Pole but it's a secret
0: oh well that sounds like so much fun and I'm glad that Mrs Claus is not doing laundry or you know tidying everything up from the workshop or anything Mm -hmm. like that I'm glad she's having a ball
1: oh yes it's wondrous what we do at the North Pole
0: Oh, That's so fun. Now, I'm sure because of COVID, that has actually set you back a little bit for in-person events. But other than being um, a sidekick to, to Santa at the mall, what other kinds of Christmas opportunities, meet and greets and social events are you also able to participate in?
1: Um, I've uh, So far, um, the, the tea party with the little girls is a big thing and the cookie decorating because Mrs. Claus will come, come in and bring everything. And we have a lovely time where we have story time. And sometimes she can be known to do a little magic. Um, I've done parades. I have, um, like I said, visited the schools with, and we have story time and we learn about the North Pole and what it's like and all the animals at the North Pole that we do have and how we live up there um, and all the things that go on. Um, at the North Pole for the kids to learn about, which is kind of important. Um, The other things is I've done several home parties where I've gone in and visited and the Elf on the Shelf does tell Mrs. Claus things, you know, every night. (laughs) So Um, she she can share that with the little ones that are at the party. Um, I have gone into uh, women's shelters uh for christmas parties that's important to me that they have their time um and i do charity work as well so as mrs claus so that's important to me
0: That's great. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, Now, when people think of Mrs. Claus, they probably think of her, like I said, as holding down the fort back at the North Pole while Santa delivers presents, poses for pictures and greets the cheering crowds, and she looks after the elves. But tell us, Deborah, what does Mrs. Claus really do?
1: Oh, my heavens. Mrs. Claus runs the North Pole. She does it all.
0: Of course she does.
1: Who do you think checks the naughty and nice list first? <laughs> he does.
0: That's she right.
1: She keeps everything running. We have, we do have a head elf at the North Pole, of course, um, and he reports to Mrs. Claus first um, because we keep Santa very calm and, you know, very easy, healthy. We want him healthy for New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve, sorry. And what happens is uh, if something really needs his attention, then we we do go to Santa and talk to him about it first and say, well, this is something we need to do together. But, you know, if you ever listen to a song called Mrs. Santa Claus by Nat King Cole from 1953, you'll find out everything.
0: Now, many of us have also heard the song the little boy that Santa Claus forgot, but why is it that the legendary Mrs. Claus is the one that actually can be sometimes forgotten?
1: I think behind the scenes is the way she wants to be. She's a very integral part of the North Pole and running it and making sure everything does stay organized and stays on on schedule because schedules are very, very important at the North Pole. Everybody has to, you know, be on a schedule of how much to produce. So, and keeping Santa healthy is the goal. That is the number one goal. We keep him healthy. We're very good at that. We make him do exercise. We have him all ready for Christmas Eve. So no worries. He will find you and he will be healthy.
0: That's good. That's really good to hear. And I'm sure that now I don't want to ask if Santa's vaccinated or not, but I'm assuming that he wears a mask when he's going into people's home on Christmas Eve and, and bringing a sanitizer with him and all that jazz.
1: Oh, we pack a lot. Um, for last year was a trial run for us. we would never had to go out. It was very scary, but we knew that he would be safe. So we had the, the face mask. He had the hand sanitizer. And and he did. He went out safe and sound and he came back. It was wonderful. And then this year we're expecting the same.
0: That's wonderful. Wonderful to hear that everyone's keeping safe and healthy. Um, Now, Deborah, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit because you did mention the popular Home for the Holiday show in Markham, which actually was in its 34th year this year. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have to tell us. Have you been the one that's been behind this and organizing it for the full 34 years?
1: Well, I am a self-confessed (laughs) Christmas-holic. So I love Christmas. I love sharing Christmas. So it was only a normal way for me to go to bring everybody together in the true spirit of Christmas. And I started this as a dream of mine that everybody could celebrate Christmas together in some form that would create um, magic. And 34 years ago, I came up with the idea and I haven't looked back.
0: Well, tell us more about this magical market. What's all involved? How many vendors do you usually have? Like, I wanna talk pre-COVID.
1: Well, pre-COVID, our last uh, in-person show was 2019 in November. And we usually have 130 exhibitors who come in from all over Ontario and and one from Quebec. And they are at our show and they sell everything you can imagine for Christmas. We literally have thousands of Christmas gift ideas. Um, The A to W of Christmas, I guess. Um, It's amazing all the fabulous artisans that are, that come to our show, they are juried. So we make sure that they have a really good selection. They work pretty much the whole year getting ready for our show. And it's, it's a experience um, like nothing you've ever had. It's just Christmas comes alive and we have very loyal guests that come to our show regularly year after year. It's a family tradition. Some of them will come from Markham. They will come from Kingston. They'll come from Pickering. And families will join up together at the show and make it a family shopping experience so that they all come in and they have this family time together. Um, three years ago, yeah, four years ago now, um, one of our guests who's been with us for many years, she had her sister changed her wedding so that she could attend the Friday of our show. No way. She changed it to the Saturday because she was not going to miss our show. And it was amazing. Um, The sister contacted me and we worked all summer to create a scavenger hunt for her sister through the entire show. And we had exhibitors involved. And what ended up happening, we had breakfast television at the show that morning. And as it happened, we put her on breakfast television. She had no idea that no she was. Way. and it And it was a fantastic experience. We had a fascinator made for her. Her sister made her a tutu to wear around the show. We knew who she was. But she had a blast that day.
0: That's so fun. I bet she did. Like, that's going to be something that she is never going to forget.
1: Well, I, th- I think every so often the the mom will send me photos from that day from our Markham home for the holidays at the Markham Fairgrounds. And it's a fabulous photos. And I just look at it and I smile all over again. In fact, I think you can still see her on breakfast television on um, the videos that they put in the archives. It's hilarious what we did. And that's the way our show is. Like our guests have been so loyal to our show. Um, they've been with us coming for 20, 30 years. That's now, how long.
0: Yeah, that's that's amazing. Now, what inspired you to want to do this show, Deborah? Like, was it was it mostly about, you know, just having a Christmas market? Was it about supporting local businesses? What was your vision behind it and what was really um, the drive?
1: I wanted to create something special for Christmas. I wanted something that was unique and unusual. I wanted everybody to feel that magic of Christmas and the true spirit of Christmas and that essence of it. And somehow um, over the years we have created it. And it's very magical. And everybody who um, have joined us for the last two years virtually have sent me beautiful messages saying, I know you want to keep us safe, but we miss being there. So yeah, it, it has happened.
0: So this year you held a virtual market. Now did you guys also have a virtual event last year as well?
1: Yes. We, this is our, this is our second year that we had our uh, Markham home for the holidays celebration of Christmas virtual sale. We had it on our Facebook group and that way the exhibitors could post uh, for for four hour block of time, what they were showing to reconnect with their with our guests. These are the people that joined a, our Facebook as members who um, have attended our show in, for 20 years. And they are we're now at I think about seven thousand uh, private members on our our Facebook group um, who basically, are all the people we email every year to say this show is coming?
0: Now, how did you find the virtual experience? Because I've I've mentioned a couple a couple times on my episodes that I held a virtual market this year with um with my business partner and it was not fun for me. It was not a fun experience only because it was so difficult trying to explain to everybody how the virtual platform would work. Um, how did you find that
1: last year? Um, it would because. I made the decision to do it on Facebook group because I, I knew that that was more accessible to everybody and they could interact back and forth. Um, it was a learning curve. I have never imagined the work was incredible. Um, at the end of the 24 days, cause they go, it goes from November 4th or 1st to November 24th. So it was 24 days long scheduling the exhibitors for their four hour time slots and then getting everybody ready. So they learned how to shop. And I had to spend two weeks. Um, Thankfully, one of our exhibitors was fabulous. She created an entire um, booklet that we posted a video per just as, okay, we're on Facebook, click here, click here. You're going to find who you need, who you're looking for. And halfway through, I realized I was going to have to become everybody's Christmas personal shopper. That was what it ended up happening. Um, The exhibitors were fabulous. They did extremely well. And when I said I was going to do it again this year instead of our in person, just to make sure everybody stays safe, uh, they were all on board. They were going, yeah, let's do it. And this year it was easier. I didn't have as much um training time for everybody because everybody was was well versed at what was going to be happening so it it was fabulous again we just finished it yesterday
0: are you the sole person deborah like behind the scenes doing these organizing it or is there like a committee or a group of a group of women help no that's all you
1: it's all me
0: Kudos 100%, to you.
1: it's a hundred percent me I do the scheduling. I go to the exhibitors. I send them emails going, okay, this is what we're doing. Do you want to be a part of it? They tell me, yes, I start the scheduling and they tell me what their needs are and timing because they, you know, everybody has home life. So, you know, they, they have to be available and some can only do it at night and some can do it in the daytime. So I had, you know, just had to coordinate it all, organize it, schedule it. And, um, a good friend of mine, who's a graphic artist, I just would send him the schedule and say, "Make it look good," <laughs> and he did. He was great.
0: Wow. Well, kudos to you, Deborah, because that is a big undertaking. By the time that you held your second virtual market, you're like, "This is nothing."
1: <laughs> it was a walk in the park compared to last year.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also saw that you pulled some strings to pull Santa away from the workshop for a special presentation.
1: Well, you know, I think Mrs. Claus was involved in that. She she kind of has, you know, a little bit more pull than I do. So I will leave that to her.
0: <laughs> so what kind of appearance did Santa make virtually?
1: Uh, he welcomed everybody. It was wonderful. Um, he was so happy that he could talk to everybody virtually. And everybody was so excited because he did it live. Um, And that was the beauty of the Facebook group is that you can go live. And that's what he did. He did a virtual live um, welcome to everybody and invited everybody to shop and enjoy the true spirit of Christmas. And that's exactly what happened.
0: What a magical experience. They must have loved that.
1: Well, I think they did. And and during our virtual sale, we, we have the Baker Street Victorian carolers. Um, They've appeared on Murdoch Mysteries and they performed at intervals. I gave them a half hour scheduling so that they could be still seen that they're a part of our show too. So you get them introducing before shopping and that's kind of what we like.
0: So it was an entire event that was done on Facebook live Mm -hmm. with people kind of jumping on. And then it went on for 24 days where Mm -hmm. you could actually go through the Facebook group and shop and everything.
1: Yep, the exhibitors would spend their four hours, they would do live videos, I, you know, I would make suggestions, why not do a live welcome, or if you feel more comfortable, uh, videotape it and put it on YouTube. But that way, it's easier to connect, whatever you're easy, whatever you're comfortable with, you don't have to do live if you're not comfortable. Um, and to so just welcome everybody to their segment of four hours. And that's what they did. And for four hours, they posted what they were offering. And everybody has been busy every day uh, from November 1st to November 23rd. On the 24th of November, because it's one month to Christmas Eve, that is the encore presentation. And everybody, um, depending on how many exhibitors, we started at eight in the morning and we finished at nine o'clock at night. Everybody had 20 minutes do what you need to do whatever if you want to say merry christmas and that's you're happy with that do it if you have some if you have a special promotion code or if you have a special black friday deal post it get people to your website and i made no limitations on them i said post your website post your email address post your phone number post who you are and how people can find you because that's how you're going to c- reconnect with our guests who love you and have known you for 34 years.
0: Deborah, I have to ask you. Did you learn all of the social media management and understanding of it? Like, did, is this all self-taught or did you consult anybody, you know, on how to kind of navigate around that? Because believe me, our generation is still learning so much about social media. It changes every day. And I, I want to be delicate here and I don't want to offend you, but you know, we always joke about, you know, the older generation, you know, they don't know how to use Facebook. Like, you know, they all call it the Facebook and whatnot. And oh. yeah. And, but you know, I just feel like you could teach me a thing or two. (laughs)
1: Um, I am self-taught. However, I'm very fortunate. Um, My son, who's 32, he is a VFX compositor in the in the post movie production. And there have been the time I've been called a noob once or twice, but he'll show me things and like, okay, I got it. You all you have to do is show me once. I'm fine. And um, one of his best friends, he's known since kindergarten, um, he's an IT guy. And I call him in and I go, show me once. I'm good. Just show me once. And they all did. And it was, I get it now. I get the power of Facebook. I get the power of Instagram. I get this. I hate Twitter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That makes two of us. (laughs)
1: but I love Facebook and Instagram. And I do know that if we do it and, and are consistent with it um, that you can get the message out and you can connect with everybody the way you want in a positive way, because it is Christmas. I mean, starting November the 25th, we start playing games and, you know, you know, all sorts of crazy things on the Facebook group, Markham home for the holidays, because everybody's there. Well, let's do something. Let's celebrate. Let's have fun. So, you know, we post two times a day and I schedule those and, and every morning at seven o'clock I've got something going and it could be a question about Christmas. Gee, you wonder, probably a question about Christmas. There's about 99.9% chance now. Um, And we I ask another question at four o'clock and everybody answers. We all interact with each other. And I've watched um, our guests go, oh, yeah, that happened to me, too. And they talk to each other and it's fun to watch.
0: That sounds like a blast. Well, Deborah, next year, when you get back to your in-person event, you're gonna be almost bored because you're not gonna, you're gonna have all this time being like, I spent so much time on social media doing this, 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 this. But now you're gonna, you know what? Next year I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it right now. You're gonna be on TikTok. You're gonna be doing reels. <laughs> oh no, no, not TikTok, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. You never know.
1: <laughs> I don't think I could handle that.
0: <laughs> oh, that's too funny! All right. Well, before we wrap this up and move into my rapid ten, Deborah, we are gonna do a couple Q and A's that I got about Santa, Christmas, and the workshop. Okay. All right. So, approximately, how many cookies do you think Santa eats on Christmas Eve?
1: I can tell you a secret. Mrs. Claus sends Ziploc bags with Santa, and has instructions. Taste one. If you think it's a winner, bring it home so I can learn how to cook it.
0: (laughs) That's smart, that's smart.
1: You remember, we have a lot of elves at the North Pole, dear.
0: That's very smart. We have
1: 500 elves to feed. And cookies are, you know, part of their sugar.
0: (laughs) If an elf child wants to do something other than make toys, can they?
1: Oh, absolutely. How do you think we got tech elves? (laughs) They're they're the ones that really upped the game at the North Pole. They're our tech gurus. We rely on them, especially on Christmas Eve when we connect to NORAD.
0: Now, do elves get days off, sick days?
1: Sure, but we're all family. We all care for each other. We take care of each other. That's the beauty of the North Pole and the elves. Everybody is family. Santa and Mrs. Claus never have children, except we have elves.
0: How many days a year do the reindeer train so that they can fly all night?
1: Oh, dear. Well, we have some quick learners, um, but some well require a little bit more time. I would say probably nine months of the year, but you must remember, there's magic.
0: Well, maybe this answers my next question then, Deborah. How come no plane sees Santa on Christmas Eve?
1: NORAD sees him. NORAD follows Santa around the world, starting on his very first takeoff. NORAD, we synchronize our systems at the North Pole. That's where the Tech Elves come in again. Um, And we synchronize to NORAD. And NORAD, when Santa comes into Canada airspace, there's two fighter jets welcoming him.
0: There we go. Um, All right. What if Santa forgets to take the price tag off gifts?
1: Well, you must understand. We make a lot at the North Pole and Santa delivers those. However, high-tech electronics, we kind of defer to the parents. And if they want to put from Santa, we understand And if they forget to take off the price tag, we do understand that can happen in haste. The majority of the things don't have a price tag on them.
0: (laughs) Deborah, this has been so much fun. You were such a delight. Um, Now we're gonna move into my rapid 10. So we're gonna bring Deborah back here in full swing and we're gonna talk all about Christmas.
1: (laughs) Oh, this should be fun.
0: All right. Jingle all the way or Christmas vacation?
1: Oh, jingle all the way! No,
0: <laughs> Christmas vacation—that's my choice. Yes, I know. Hard, very, very hard. Yeah. Oh, dear, dear,
1: dear. oh well, we'll do. Oh, we'll do Griswold. What the heck?
0: <laughs> a classic. Every time I see Aunt Bethany walking up those stairs, I just crack up because I—she's I, just such a character. You just cannot recreate Aunt Bethany. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas tradition? Uh,
1: Decorating the Christmas tree. um, That's one of my favorites. As soon as the lights go on on the tree and that's the only light in the room. That's probably my favorite.
0: All right, Deborah, I'm going to test your knowledge here. Which beverage company has been using Santa Claus in its advertising since
1: 1931? Oh, Coca-Cola.
0: Oh, ding, ding, ding. (laughs) When do you start buying Christmas presents?
1: I never stop.
0: (gasps) Frosty or the Grinch?
1: Ooh. Well, I do like the Grinch because he finally learns what Christmas is all about. So, yes.
0: And no one... And no one plays a better Grinch than Jim Carrey.
1: Oh, he does it so well.
0: According to the song, what did my true love give to me on the eighth day of Christmas?
1: It made some milking.
0: You got it. <laughs> How many times have you been to Santa's village?
1: Oh, I've been, so, oh my goodness. I, too numerous to count.
0: My husband has never been to Santa's village. So we are going, to, I know, I know I was shocked, especially cause he's up that way. and He never heard of it. And I was like, okay, that's where we're going next summer. We're taking our daughter. And I'm oh, so excited. Let I, me know what he thinks. Oh my heavens. I know I'm so I'm more excited for him to go than, than our daughter. <laughs> Who played a better Santa, Tim Allen and the Santa Claus or the Santa on Miracle on 34th street with Mara Wilson.
1: Well, which one are you looking for? Serious or comedic?
0: <laughs> I know, I know, because both are complete opposite.
1: Uh, yeah, they're totally opposites, but I would have to go Miracle and 34th Street because it makes you believe.
0: It does, it does. And you just, I know, that I love that movie. Eggnog or hot chocolate?
1: Oh, hot chocolate, please. Marshmallows, yes. <laughs>
0: All right, Deborah, and our podcast is all about supporting local businesses and Canadian businesses. And I know you've got so many that you can give shout outs to from all of your exhibitors. But what is one local Canadian business you think everybody should know about?
1: One? I have 25 or 30. (laughs) (laughs) I would say a big up and comer would be Lindsay Franks from Laugh Pottery Productions in uh, Unionville, she is amazing. She is so creative, I cannot believe it. Um, let's see, oh my goodness, that doesn't discount. Ladybird Ceramics, Tammy Heyman, Metally Twisted Art, she is a metalsmith, and Daniela DeBoeuf, she's amazing. Red Winter Teddy Bears for fur coats, is Joanne Moriarty, Rustic Path Studio for Bev McLean. She, oh my gosh! She creates the most incredible handcrafted wrap jewelry. Um, Leslie Humphreys, the healing bath. She goes to um, the Dead Sea and gets the Dead Sea salts and creates the most incredible healing products. Marianne Van Duren, she's the mad mutter. She makes the silliest, whimsical garden ornaments that you just die to have. I would have to say, handmade ceramics by. Carolyn and Carolyn van Wald, she's a fascinating woman and creates the most incredible Christmas ornaments. Chill beater scarves, you get cold at Christmas, she's got a solution and Sharon Lawrence, amazing seamstress. Uh, Gourmet pleasures, Diane Lindsay, she makes the most incredible uh, jellies and hand paints the jars to make it special. Green's Your Color is all about Sandy Costa. (laughs) She is phenomenal. She's all about the green. And you got to love her. Jeannie B. Photo Chalkboards. She takes photography, makes writable chalkboards. You can have your own family photo on there, and you can write on it. All You can keep schedules. And Jean does this. Jean Bancroft. She's amazing. Uh, Deb's Dips. There is a success story. You just got to believe Debbie Hatton created Deb's Dips. And I got news for you. I am phenomenal woman. Phenomenal.
0: Oh, well, I do love my dips. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just a few. That's amazing. Deb, Deborah. I'm so glad you were able to list off so many incredibly talented uh, artisanal makers in in the Ontario area. So you're gonna to have to send me that entire list that you read off so I can tag each and every one of them so that they all know that you gave them shout outs.
1: Well, they're all important women. They're all talented. They are all creative. And the best part is they love what they do. So whatever they have created is a labor of love. And what is not to like about that when you wanna give a gift? You it's want so true.
0: Yeah. This is why supporting local businesses is so important because you're, you're helping feed someone's passion and this is why they do it.
1: It is. And they started because they love what they do. And it's the same for me. I started our show the Markham home for the holidays because I had a passion for Christmas. I'm a self-confessed Christmas holic <laughs> and I, I have to celebrate Christmas the best way I know how. And that's by sharing with all our family of exhibitors and our family of guests, because I consider everyone family.
0: (laughs) Well, tell everybody, Deborah, where they can follow you on social media and maybe next year watch the TikToks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, not TikTok there. No, no. (laughs) Well, you can find Mrs. S. Claus Canada on Facebook, she has her own page. You can find Markham Home for the Holidays at www.homefortheholidays.ca. And if you click on that pay, our, our website there, will take you right into our group page. And we'll ask you qualifying questions just to make sure you're in the right place. Um, as far as me, you can probably find me at angelway.ca.
0: Perfect. All right, everybody. Well, We would like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we will see you all, babes, in 2022.
1: Merry Christmas!
0: Yes. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody.